Back up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, officially powered by Rackaholic Outdoors. The true whitetail scents and cover scents made from an Indiana deer farm, from the deer to the bottle. I highly recommend the whitetail bedding scent. Also, shout out AAA Shooting Supply in Laoto, Indiana. They have your gun, ammo, and archery needs. Tonight, we have on Herbert Long from Missouri, right? And uh, I met him last summer at the uh, Last Breath launch party. And uh, I'm glad that we could have you on here. It's good to hear your voice again. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I'm out of Central Missouri. I, uh, I hunt, you know, basically like everybody else. I hunt deer, turkey a little bit. Um, nice. Oh yeah, well, uh, so with with because uh, you run dogs, don't you? You have yeah, I run two dogs. Yes. Okay, so so I get to scout a little bit at night, running dogs during the summer time. We get to Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a pretty interesting take on things because I've I've never been coon hunting. Um, I've been out at night sometimes, but I've I mean, uh, what what's that realm like in the deer world at, when it's pitch black and all that at night? That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Uh, so speaking of your land, kind of a little bit, um, what what kind of terrain are you hunting um, down down there? Nothing too crazy. Well, I think I lost you there. Did I lose you? So what was your take on this past deer season as far as like, uh, I mean, you can go into the whole overall experience or like, what was the rut like in your area this year? Um, you know, just something like that. Being from a different state, I'm kind of curious to see what your experience was. Get a good shot. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think we are. That sounds pretty good. Uh, so is is Missouri a two buck state or are they just one? Um, depends on what you're doing. If you're doing um, if you're shooting archery, you can get one with your bow and then, then we, we have a uh, our rut is our what we call what do we call a rifle rut here. So they try to get the rifle season during the rut and you and that's your firearm season. Okay. Really? Gotcha. So you said your rifle season it's it's only ten days or whatever? Two two weeks or whatever? Okay. Yeah, ours. I'm trying to think. I think ours might be three weeks. I'm not. No. Well, it's weird because ours opens up on a Saturday, and then it closes out on a Sunday. I think you might get two weeks. I'm. You're right. I don't know why I thought ten days was so. So limited, but uh. Dang. Yeah, I was going to say I'd put the pressure on. <laughs> uh, Sometimes it's 
helped me out too as I get off work decent time. I used to slip out and try to get a few hours before the day when it got dark and try to shoot one. Oh yeah, same here. Um so do you are, are you like uh mobile hunter or you go like preset stands? Uh or does it just kinda depend? Well, I used to be a lot of ground hunting. I, I never liked getting into the uh, I never did like I never tried a climber too much. Okay. Nice. And I and I started doing it, and from that, this whole last year, if I wasn't on the ground, I was in my saddle. If I was climbing a tree, I was in trying climbing a tree, and I was in my saddle. So you felt more secure in the saddle. Yes, I. I still have not tried one. More secure in a saddle than I have in anything else. No joke. Yeah, yeah I'm. Okay. They do uh, teach, they do teach trains. Um, find one and go to their event and and try them out. It'll be, uh, I mean, it changes your whole aspect of hunting. I think. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm a little held back because of that little platform you stand on or whatever. But um, like I said, I've never tried it. So um, yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be a neat concept. I'm sure. So the limb, limbs don't bother you or nothing? Wow. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to look at that out, or check that out. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I do about every other way of, of, of hunting it, so I don't know why that would be any different. Um Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. And you're not restricted to trees, to what tree you're in. It's it's amazing what people look at trees for uh climbers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because you're restricted. You're used to telephone poles for climbers. Yeah. This year you can have crooked trees in there and with limbs if you work around all that you can do Dang. So you could hang probably pine trees or whatever, couldn't you? You probably get up yeah. and Okay. Um, I did have, the most interesting set I had last year was the tree was leaning one direction, kind of a, leaning one way um, pretty hard, and it twisted to another way. And I was actually climbing up on the, uh, on the lower side of it where it was leaning toward me. So when I picked my foot up, I had to slide my foot into the next step on my, uh, my steps when I was climbing. <laughs> 
<laughs> no shit. Wow. Okay. Seriously. Wow. Oh yeah, I've been there before. No idea. Yeah, that that's definitely something I have to try out. Um. So with this, you're looking ahead. What uh, what goals? Do you have any goals going into this next season, or uh, I don't know, some, maybe a way to better yourself? Okay. Oh yeah, you. Know, I mean, you can only go so far. I mean, like my main property, you know, a total of just under thirty acres, and I bet you, I hunt maybe ten, fifteen of it. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, you can only go so far. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I could hunt the bedding area up front towards the highway, but. I really like to just stay out of there, um, kind of let them be. But I, I'm I like I like hunting our swamp. Um, you know, we kind of got like a ridge going on back there, and I don't know. There's something about being back there in the in the swamp territory I love. So. Yep. Have uh have you tried rifle hunting out of it? 
Oh, that's what I did last year. I've actually, the year I got it, I was saddle hunting with a rifle. Um, if I was up, if I was getting off the ground last year, I would drive, you know, that's the only way I get off the ground is, is well, I guess that I guess that would be kind of nice because you'd have that tree to brace against, right? I mean, you could, um, you know what I mean? I've never shot my rifle out of it yet. Cause I've, I've always shot in the last few years. I've actually, you know, you know, during rifle season, I had never shot one out of, off, you know, off the ground. Everything I've been catching is on the ground most of the time. Okay. Right. have like more of an up close and personal encounter than uh i mean hell even than being in a tree stand you know um being at ground level is something something crazy i shot my first one at ground level last year well i mean with with actually being set up i've i've shot one walking out to the stand before but um <laughs> but no the I, th I thought it was pretty neat. I mean, you know, kind of being at their level, and it's definitely different. Well, it changes things up. Um, like I said, I've been there ever since I was a kid. I've never really got off the ground and hunted out of the stand. I've always set my bones on the ground. And that's the only way I ever do to hunt. You know, never. I started bow hunting years ago. Bow hunted off and on. Um, used to bow hunt. Used to that is my uh, excuse to go out and go, go, and go bow hunt today, grab the bow and go hunt. <laughs> turned into more of a scouting trip than a, an opportunity if I could shoot a deer. Um, years ago, I had deer. I've missed a lot of deer. I've missed a lot. Um, that first year, I got back into it, and uh, I had one within like five, ten yards, and I had just done some work on my bow that, that day, the night before and shot over the Oh no. Wow. Yeah, I've been there before. <laughs> Unfortunately, but that, it's got to be 243 or larger. Okay, so you got to be six millimeter bigger. Yep. Yeah. There's some states out of way. They, they, they allow us to use it. It's just they open it up to where we just set a fire. And they figured, you know. I mean, I, I would definitely do it.
Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know, trying to make it more kid-friendly, so. Uh, so, did you get any turkeys this season? No, no, never got all I've, I've seen a couple of them, but I've never got all Oh, you and me both. You and me both, it's been another rough one for me. Uh, yeah, most action I had was youth season with my boy, and that was it. Um... Oh, shit. Every time you see the turkeys, if you're fine, if you don't, they don't see you, if they see something out of ordinary, they drop feathers and they're gone. It's, they, there's, there's too, I guess too many predators or something in the area or something. Damn. I mean, we got trail cameras up. We got pictures of uh, bobcats and uh, coyotes and stuff like that. More, we've got quite a few bobcats on picture. You guys allowed to take those? You guys allowed to take those bobcats? No, oh, yeah, we're able to track them. We want to track them on that during our traffic season, the perfect season we have here. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I can. Oh yeah, that's a, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Um, so about your dogs a little bit, what, what do you do on uh, that side of thing? You, you, uh, you train dogs and all that stuff or what? I've actually kind of pretty much trained my own dogs. Um, uh, I run walker dogs and okay. I get them as pups and I, I'll pray through and work them and try to get them trained the best I can with it do work for me and treat the kids. There's they be pretty good. I, I mean, I've hunted. I ain't just dog Pacific. I've I've hunted with guys with blue ticks and different ones. But um, buddy of mine got me started on Walker dogs years ago, and I pretty much stayed with Walker dogs. Right. And I, I got two females. And I only run females, and because I think they're you know they they work good for me. Uh, okay. I mean, when they start, I mean that's just my opinion. To most people, a lot of guys run male dogs. I run females. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of went with a female with me, but I don't have a I don't have a walker or a blue tick, but uh, I got I got a black lab that I've been trying to work for dove and duck. So yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart. Bless her heart. She's <laughs> no, she's doing. She does really good. Uh, for family wise, though, she's like not that. Uh, obedient, you know, but yeah. when when I take her out there, you know, it, it's like a completely different dog. And like you're you're listening, like you're, you know, you're actually doing doing stuff. I tell you, and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty funny. I'm like, well, she's good on the hunting side, but man, house dog, she <laughs> she ain't about it. But all the the coon dogs, my wife really gets after it. Is she does the favorite. I think we uh, I get them out and have them around the house yard here or something. And uh, wife try to holler out and tell them to do something, they won't do nothing. Yeah. They don't listen. And I go out there and tell them to do something, and they just, they, always, they go, and they'll, they listen. And she goes, I, I, they're just totally different. They, I go, I don't, they listen to me because I'm the one that deal, they deal with every when we go out. <laughs> so goes, nobody else goes out and hunt, you know. Seriously? The stubborn? Well, I'm 
<laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, so do you coon hunt quite a bit? Oh, I bet. Yeah, well, that that's understandable. I mean, you know. you brought that up i i just you know that's another another thing you can put in your tool belt for the season you know uh like like you were saying most guys don't have that opportunity to see that stuff you just either go off a trail camera data or you know what you hope to find out there but i think it'd definitely be fun to see I used to uh, when we didn't when we didn't live here for a little bit. I'd do a block around the woods at night after a hunt just to you know validate my <laughs> my thoughts that I was having in the stand. Like, oh, they're just sitting out here in this bean field. They gotta be, um, you know. So wrong place, wrong time. But yeah, I'd really like to get into something like that. But uh, not not too many people coon hunting around here. Actually, where where I'm at. At least they don't, nobody's talking about it. A lot of people don't talk about it. There's, there's, there, it's kind of a dying sport and, and all that. It, there's not many people talk about it. And there is guys that have pleasure hunt. And unless you really get out there and just start listening at night, sometimes you'll be out somewhere if you're after dark and you get somewhere where it's kind of get away from noises. Sometimes you can hear somebody turn the dog loose and hear, hear a dog running. When we're out running uh, track of ground and we're, we're able to hunt, you know, we get permission to hunt, we're out running, I'll hurt, and, you know, nobody else can hear the heart of death. It's pretty dead out. Mm-hmm. And you got your dogs running, saying no. Um, they say, you know, you hear a dog way back in the distance, somebody, somebody else is out running somewhere else. They might be miles away, but you that dog, you pick up that that's awesome uh oh shit sorry the wife was <laughs> wife was on me on this um 
so and that that's kind of what sucks too with you know you were saying coon hunting seems like a dying breed uh you know you don't take those coons out and that's destroying turkey eggs and you know all kinds of stuff you know people aren't really trapping as much anymore and it it's kind of hurting us on the other side of things at least here Yeah, because I, I I don't really know their sole purpose here, but <laughs> I'm sure there is one. <laughs> well, the reason why the coon numbers are up is because the uh, throat prices went down, and they are so far down that people are not a lot of people don't want to go out and hunt some when they can, when there's not really no no reward. Well, yeah, I can I can only imagine that. Are you serious? Oh my God! Yeah, I can imagine if there was ten dollar incentive. That'd be that'd be the way to go. Have you ever tried it? Oh, like it. Just a matter of learning how to cook it right. <laughs> well, you wouldn't think it would be that bad, you know, like one that's been in the woods, but I, man, I don't know. It's greasy. Is it? There's a couple guys that tell me it's really greasy, and I've had it, and it's been phenomenal. But, and I know a couple guys that know how to cook it fairly well. Uh, I, I never that's awesome uh you got any new gear going into this year i know you were talking about you had a saddle from a couple years ago or whatever uh you looking at any new bows or new guns you said you liked uh kind of shopping around on cartridges Yeah, that's always the the battle. Um, right now, I'm probably staying with what I got. Write it out. Uh, I pretty much fine tuned my saddle hunting rig, but it's kind of one of the things you got to figure out what you want next to figure it out. And I try to find people that have the stuff that I'm looking that I might be looking at to uh, try it before I buy it. Nowadays, because there's a lot of it, and I got a couple guys that I know that got some stuff, and I'm just trying to get with them and see what they uh, what they got. Gotcha. Because even you know, you think five pounds, five pounds times four is twenty that you're packing in. But if you drop one, one or two pounds off of it, you know, it makes quite a bit of difference on what you're packing in your woods. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. Um, because most of the time, what you're carrying the sticks and the, I mean, every the whole kit and caboodle. Oh yeah, your platform and everything else, especially if you're, which is awesome for uh, public land because if you're hunting public land, you're able, you're, you're pulling your stand, taking your stand and going in and finding your spot and going up. Um, I do a lot of checking in. Back earlier this year, when we turkey analyzed turkey, I was looking for deer years for places to go deer hunting. I was literally. Checking out where trees were at to the uh, deer 
Greece to go to. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of deer encounters out here this this turkey season. I don't know what was going on, but you know how that is. I always show you false hope in the spring. and No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to give public land a shot. I don't know if I I would brave myself out there during rifle, but uh, I, could, I could definitely see myself giving Bo a shot. Yeah. Now, do you guys have hunt clubs down there? Like, where you pay in the leases and stuff? Gotcha. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's a lot of pain to play. Seriously? That's awesome. The tradition. Gotcha. Yeah, uh, I tried to get permission a while ago, and uh, I I got shot down. I think it was like nine times. Um, what would be a tip that you could give to somebody like when you go knock on that door? What would? Uh, I mean, I know everybody's different. Yeah, most of them were farmers. And like I was offering labor and, you know, all kinds of stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, there's, I've heard, I mean, I listen to guys talk about doing that. Um, I think the best one I ever heard was a guy was trying to get a piece of hunting, get a piece of hunting ground. And he was, uh, the guy was out there bailing hay. Makes sense to me. <laughs> it's just getting the yes that I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to get in on, but uh. Sometimes you gotta take the yes from somebody else down the street or closer that will let you get in on the property. 
and that's where you get some of that. Sometimes you got to get the the neighbor down the down the road that's not got the property that really you want, but you can come down there and show them that you're respectful of the ground and, and you know you know respect their their you know their property. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that board comes back, and next time you can come up and say, "Well, I've been going out and hunting with you know this guy." And, He'll, and then he talk, he'll talk to him, and sometimes you get a yes that way. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to get... They, because I, you know, seeing different angles of situations, so. I mean, you got to look at it from the guy that you're thinking somebody's knocking on your door, what, to punt your property, how do you, how you would feel? Very defensive. You put yourself back in that position and see how, you know, what to do. <laughs> yeah, I remember I was knocking on doors and I was standing like 10 feet back from the door and like, you know, <laughs> not... You know, trying to keep my distance, not get caught, you know, and get plugged, you know. But, uh. A lot of times I don't try to, you know, you kind of. I've been to some places, I, I just keep going by there, and I'll, I'll basically I'll catch somebody outside, you know, like, you know, they're, they're on a farm or something, I'll catch them outside. Then I can, you know, it's, sometimes it's, it takes that awkward moment out, and you catch them outside doing something. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Again, did not think about that. So that make that's a good idea. Gotcha. Well, that makes sense to me, man. I got to where I can, you know, get on property. 
the most of the day won't allow people to go on anymore. It's, a, it's really amazing how much to interact with people when you're going there. You know, you might get a trial, you know, here you know, on deer hunting, you might get bow rights. You might not be able to get rifle rights, but you can get bow rights. Yeah, it can't beat that. You go bow hunting, you can go bow hunting, but they, they cut you off for rifle hunting. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> you know. Anymore, that's fine with me too, because I, I can hunt early season bow, and sometimes that's better for me than any rifle season. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see a lot more deer during the early season bow than I do after the rifle season happens. That's no kidding. Yeah, that's how ours done it. Grueling, <laughs> grueling slow, but uh, <clears throat> well, man, the wife's getting at me, so I appreciate you taking time tonight and talking to me. Like I said, it's great to hear your voice again. I'm really hoping that maybe you can go to that launch party again or something way, and maybe I don't know, we cross paths. Oh man, it was, it was, you know, I was going open-minded into that thing, and cause I was like, I don't know how it's going to be, but man, you talk about it, I thought a Super Bowl party for deer hunting, I mean, it, it was great time. Yep. Yeah, we we wouldn't even be having this this podcast right now if we wouldn't have crossed paths. So <laughs> we would have never met each other. So, uh, well, shoot, man. Like I said, uh, hit me up anytime, or, and you know if you got something interesting on your mind, or you want to make some content, or uh, you know you want to talk more about saddle hunting or something, you just you know where to reach me. Well, yeah, will do. Um, like I said, I've, I've been, I'm always looking for, I've, I've got a podcast that I've been partnered in with a little bit right now, and uh, we talk a little different, um, it's kind of more of a different style of podcast, but it's, it's, inter- it's, inter- it's more interesting to be on the podcast because you get to meet a lot of different people throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, you have a good night. I hope you enjoyed that sweet tea. And, uh, yeah, you guys catch us next time. You know where we stand, and deer don't care about your feelings.